They're the ones that did this awesome video and song. If you have not checked it out, go to Black Lights Production, Black Lights Production, or Gift Vader on YouTube and go check them out. So, welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman Jeff Trunapole, and as always, I bring you sports from a West Side point of view, right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of Jackpot, Joey Burrow, and Coach Paul Brown. Now, the Ice Bar is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, if you found the show, do me a favor. Hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,314 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. And today, being the first show after a Bengals game, we're going live in Houday Nation. So, what's up, Houday Nation? Um, do me a favor. If you want to comment, uh, let StreamYard have access to your name or just go to my YouTube channel and subscribe. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, we're doing uh, the uh, Super Chats in the YouTube channel. So if you want to support what I'm doing, I would greatly appreciate it. Let's listen to the, into this real quick. Orange, black and white, because when the jungle come alive, day we ignite in us. Cincinnati, we gon' rise in us. playing that song over and over and over again i hope you guys have enjoyed it as much as i have all right let's get into some reds talk here real quick before i get to my two awesome guests but the cincinnati reds are officially in the second wild place wild card spot all themselves they're up one game on the san diego padres and tyler naquin had himself a day yesterday with two home runs and Follow that up. He's been named the NL Player of the Week. So that is awesome for him. And the Reds have swept. And I always want to say, it's how old I am. I always want to say the Florida Marlins, but the Miami Marlins. They swept them. Three games. Wasn't even close. Very nice, tidy sweep. Now, the Reds are about to start a big series, three-game series with the Boozers. That starts not today, tomorrow night. Last time they played in Milwaukee, they won three three out of four. Can they do it again? Can they can they go three for three here in in Milwaukee again? I don't know. I'm starting to get a little bit 
get excited about the Reds, you know. But uh, <laughs> oh, they got Facebook. See, this is what happens if you guys don't go to uh, Streamyard and put your name on. <laughs> I don't know. So yes, go Reds. Uh, keep winning. Yes, Reds are popping this year. Yes, sir. I agree with all of you guys. So we're all excited about the Reds. We could possibly have the Reds in the playoffs. And the Bengals in the playoffs in the same year. How cool would that be? But let's get to my guest today. They're none other than Bengals captain in the orange arrow. And I got to find, you know what? I did this last time Eric came on. I didn't find his, his intro. All right, there's orange arrow. I'll go, I'll go to the orange arrow first and I'll bring in cap. Hold on. Here's arrow. What's up, arrow? <laughs> Dude, I am vibing. I'm loving that song, man. That's awesome. I gotta find. I gotta find Captain's uh, intro. Or, or I'm just got the. Where is it? I have had so many daggone. See, I was talking to you guys before the show started, and I <laughs> find this part. Like, oh my goodness, there it is. Here we go. Here's the man, the myth, the legend, Captain Obvious. Captain Bengals, Captain Obvious. Whatever you call him. Hey, wake up! Hello. Hey, who do we? What is going on? Don't tell me my show is that boring already. My guest is falling asleep. <laughs> no, I, I, you got me all jacked up actually uh, talking to Reds. I'm so excited, man. Those bats are alive, dude. I, I, we were talking a little bit, a little bit about this before the show started, and I didn't. Honestly, I didn't think we were going to catch the Padres because I didn't think our bullpen was good enough. I still am worried to death if we make the playoffs and we are in a one-game playoff game versus the Dodgers. You're going to face Matt Scherzer. Max Scherzer. That's kind of scary. Say that five but, times fast. What's that? Yeah, say, say that five, five times fast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it is still awesome, and I want it to happen. And see what Hopefully, the Dodgers will catch the Giants, and then we face the Giants in a one-game playoff. But either way, it's a lot of fun. That the Reds are in the playoffs or in right, right now during the playoffs. We'll see what happens. So let's get to the Bengals here. What did you guys uh what's your thoughts on the second playoff game and unfortunately a loss? You know, you're ahead, Cap. It's preseason. Uh it, I don't think it was an exciting preseason game, obviously. But uh, you know what? We it, it's killing me not seeing Burrow. I, I completely <laughs> yeah. understand yeah. why Burrow's not in. But you know what? I'm begging against the Dolphins. One series, one series. Get him, get him three plays and the touchdown that he's going to get in those three plays, and then sit him. You know, uh, give us a tease. I got. Uh, I got to tell you this. Somebody, uh, uh, the thing you know, you know, uh, uh, Cincy Jungle did a poll today. Find out you know who if Bengals fans think he should play or not, and I and I said yes. And I said the same thing you said yes. First series, get him out. And I cannot remember who it was that that added me, but he said first down, handoff. Second down, handoff. Third down, handoff. Fourth down, wrap Burrow in a bubble wrap and get him off the field. <laughs> I'm like that was perfect. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I agree. I think he's got to get in. I've kind of went back and forth on that, but. I don't think he has to. I just I, I I want to see it, you know, because Brandon yep. Allen hasn't necessarily been on target on all, all his throws. You know, obviously, even in preseason, defenses know they really don't have to respect. Not that they're game planning, but they don't have to respect 
uh, Brandon Allen's arm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Brandon. You know, you, you've, you've done well when you've, you've filled in. But no one is expecting uh, Burrow-like play from a backup. You know, completely understood. So, you know, give us, give us a little taste. But running backs have looked good. They've continued to look good. I credit that. You know, partially the talent that we've amassed. But Frank Pollock is just absolutely doing wonders for that offensive line. We hoped he would. We told everybody he would. It looks like he's doing it. And, uh, uh, you know, Hubei on her show have said the, the, the defense is just they're, – they're running the football. They're diving for loose balls. You know, if anything gets tipped, guys are on the ground. It is a, a renewed mm-hmm. effort. The, the Trying to punch the ball out. It seems like in the years past, they're a half-hearted attempt. Uh, forget to tackle. Let's half-heartedly go to punch the ball and give up five more yards. No, no, no. These guys are getting wrapped up. If somebody's coming in and trying to punch out the ball. It's it's fundamental football at its finest, and I, I love it. So there's still, even with the loss, even with some ugly play, even with some penalties, there's a lot of hope for this season. Well, just to, to add on to what you said yep. about punching the ball, that's exactly what Logan Wilson did on that yep. you know on that strip, which is it's perfect. And that, and I I think Logan Wilson's going to have a big year this year. I mean, I'm not saying Pro Bowl, but he's going to go up a level, and that's where. I think he's at and, and just making having the the wherewithal even in preseason to punch the ball out before he 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 hit the ground. Those are all good signs for me. Now the one, well, actually, Eric, you give me your thoughts on uh, preseason too, and then then we'll, then we'll move on to the, the other thing I was going to talk about. Go ahead. Yeah, I I I was, I'll say this. Here's my thought on the whole thing. I definitely think Burrow should be out there. I'm one of those guys. I know there's people out there that saying wrap him in bubble wrap. Don't let him out there till week one. There's, you know, like you guys are saying, put him out there for a series. I just by what I've seen from that offensive line, I am 100% confident. If he wants to go out there and play half, let him go out there and play half. That offensive line has not given up a single sack in the two games. Our first string, our second string, and our third string has not given up a single sack in the two games that they've played. So I am 100% comfortable seeing him out there week three of the preseason. Now, to to go on on the game, um, what was it, Friday night. Yeah. Here's my, my whole thought on that. Brandon Allen, I think he's a great quarterback for, for a backup. I'll say that, for a backup. He is a, he is a top 40 to 45 uh, quarterback, in my opinion. But he has got zero time with the ones in this, this training camp and in this offseason. So the receivers that he are, he's throwing to are a step slower than a Jamar Chase, than a T. Higgins, than a Tyler Boyd. So these throws that you're seeing that look off, what I'm thinking is the high throw to to, um, to T. Higgins on down the sideline, side that's the kind of stuff that Auden Tate normally makes for him. And then, you know, being a step off with Jamar Chase, throwing it behind him, he's not used to having that type of speed and that type of receiver, you know, the the Stanley Morgans, the the Auden Tates, the uh, uh, Trent Irwin, guys like that, they're not as fast as, as Jamar Chase is. So I don't think it's necessarily as bad as it looked. But, but yeah, if, if Burrow were, was out there, I think we'd have a totally different conversation right now. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, if Burrow's out there, nobody would give two craps about the, the uh, back of quarterback, to be honest. I mean, I, and that's right. I, I think, honestly, I think it's it's too much conversation about a backup quarterback because, let's be honest, if Joe Burrow gets hurt again, season's over. <laughs> I mean, yep. so, yeah, and I think, and honestly, in Brandon Allen's defense, I think he played really well last year, and he's a backup quarterback for a reason. He played good last week. That's a good this week. It happens. I'm not. Yep. I'm not worried about yep. that. You know, that's that's the least mm-hmm. of my concerns on this team as far as the back right. quarterback go. I'm more concerned right now about Joseph Osai. And you know, we first thought it was a wrist, and then all of a sudden, it's a knee. And it's like a knee. knee? Where did that come from? And 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 the Bengals haven't come out and said it yet. Uh, I think they will probably on Wednesday. That's when Zach's going to meet with the media. But the reports are it's a meniscus tear. Depending on how bad mm-hmm. it is, he could be gone for the year. He could be back by the end of the season. I don't know. But I think that's a big loss for the Bengals. And But on the bright side, Darius Hodge has been playing out of his mind. And I even told him today, I said, yeah. dude, you, we need yeah. you to step up. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing because maybe – he could step up. I'm not say he's going to replace what Joseph Osai is doing, but at least if he can make an impact, those are things that that need to happen. And I'm I'm more curious about that of what they're going to do with and how Joseph Osai not being here is going to impact this defense. Yeah, if if Hodge makes the defensive line better than it was last year, that's a win. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I'm crushed to think that we might lose a sigh. And then I'm like, Oh my God, like what, what luck? Are you kidding me? Like every yeah. single freaking year, I'm sick mm. of it, but you know yeah. what? The, the luck's going to turn. And, and when I, when I talk about injuries, you know, people have accused me like, Oh, every team has injuries. You can't use that as an excuse. I'm not, I'm not using it as an, as an excuse. I don't want to be bottom five in the league with the amount of injuries that we have. I don't necessarily need to be top 10 either like the rest of our division seems to be, which is kind of, boring. but <laughs> give us middle of the pack. So fine. You know, the football gods, if they take a sigh, let us keep Hodge. Yes. Don't then suddenly wipe out Hodge reader Daniels. <laughs> like, okay, that's, sample. that's well, too that's, much. Sample. They said it's right. not a big deal, but he injured his shoulder. A little yep. bit so, but I mean, the funny thing is, I said this on Friday's show. I said, you know, because uh, uh, Carl Lawson, who, who I love and I wish nothing but the best, you know, tore his Achilles. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I, I said, for Carl for sure. yeah, I said, now that's such a Bengal thing to happen, and we hadn't had that happen. I spoke too soon, <laughs> Carl. Lawson, it wasn't you, <laughs> right? It was my fault. Uh, so then Joseph Mosai has, has the, the, the knee injury, and like I said, it's a meniscus. So that's not an ACL. It's not an MCL. Now, hopefully that's all it is once they get in there. So to me, a meniscus doesn't necessarily mean he's out for the year, you know? Yeah. I've never heard of it a year, but yeah, not for a meniscus. Yeah. And, and that, that's another thing I was going to say, um, take Lisco on, on lockdown Bengals. He actually had an interesting conversation with, um, Oh, his name is completely slipping my mind, but, um, a, a, uh, I guess a, a well-known doctor, and and they spoke on that. What did he say? I I, I didn't I, I didn't get to listen to locked on today. Oh, did uh, I did not. Oh man, he. I think he said. I mean, it all depends on the severity of it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to speak 
and then and misquote him. But right. I think it, it it can be anywhere from a um, I think they said a six week to like a uh, six month recovery time. I mean, there's a huge huge variance in in what could ha- what could happen with Dr. this. If it's a- Thank you, Jacob. Yeah, Doctor Bowers. If that's who Jacob says it was. Doc- yes, yes, Doctor Bowers. And and he said, um, I think he said what you know if it's a severe tear and they have to go in and reconstruct, or if it's just a partial tear where they can just you know trim the trim the fat so to speak, right. and it, it can take a whole lot less time to to heal. Well, like I said, the thing is, this is what uh, James Rapine was saying too is. Uh, they won't really know until they get into into the need. So hopefully, if you know, I don't know if they did surgery today or they do it tomorrow. I mean, I, I think it's gonna be sometime soon that they do that, and hopefully, it's not as bad as we think, and they can just trim it up and, and he can be back. But like, like you said, Cap, I've never heard of anybody losing an entire season for a meniscus tear. So maybe I'm wrong. Like I said I'm not a doctor. I don't know. And remember, you know, the it, it's reports came, r- reports said. So we've not heard any confirmation. You know, maybe well, I think I saw it, Tom. Uh, maybe he got bad info. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. You know, any way that he can contribute this year, I think makes us a better team. So hopefully, he gets back sooner than later. Exactly. Now that brings me to what we all, we've been talking about all year. We've been talking about for the last two years, the offensive line. And to be honest, I thought Michael Jordan it looked pretty good. I thought Cam. Uh, Cameron Jackson's look pretty, or Jackson Car. I would do that. Jackson Carmen's looked pretty good too. So I mean, I, you know, Deontay Smith, I think is is actually probably performed better than both of them being a rookie. And there's, I think there's a very good chance by the end of this year we're gonna have two rookies starting at guards for us. You know, if, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying you know by October, but maybe December, something like that. I think Deontay Smith and Jackson Carmen both could be starting for us at guards. So, how do you guys feel about the, the guard situation and the offensive line in general? Um, Eric, you want to take his one? Kick us off. Yeah, I, I, I'll kick it, kick us off. I'm, I am very, very pleased with what I've seen so far from from all of those guys. And honestly, I think what a difference having having an O line coach. I mean, we went two years without having an O line coach, and we finally get one. And just seeing, yes, trust Frank Pollock. That's 100% Facebook user. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, that's, go, that's go what to, it is. Go to the YouTube I, channel and put your name in. <laughs> Subscribe yeah, to the show. Yeah, absolutely. Pop up. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's crazy how much difference that I've seen from, and it starts from the tackles and goes in. From Billy Price has looked yeah. done really well. I mean, impressed. I mean, I would say impressed, but I, I, he hasn't stood out. I mean, none of them have stood out bad or good, which that's what you want from an offensive line. I mean, I mean, I, oh, I take the back. Jordan Williams, when he jumped out uh, and, and and led and got in front of Chase the first week and, and crushed that uh that Buccaneer, that was a very athletic move. So he did stand out in a good way that way. Well, hey, I, I posted the clip that uh, uh, Duke Miniweather was giving props to Billy Price for for flattening a guy. You know, the, the fact that he oh, yeah. looked for someone to hit. And mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times. I know we've all seen it. You know, you're, you're watching a play and somebody's standing there. Meanwhile, their buddy lets a guy by. Quarterback mm-hmm. gets blown up. Right. Like, dude, 
you know, yep. what, what are you doing standing there? No one is anywhere near you. And, and admittedly, I don't know offensive line play like I know some other position groups, but it seemed from Duke's tweet that that is something that you want to do. Billy saw that no one was was uh, coming on a rush, anything delayed, no stunts, nothing. He had he saw the guy, he hit him, he put him on the ground. Now, that dude's going to remember yep. that. You know, <laughs> right. put put one on his ribs. Let make sure when he gets up, he feels that Billy Price is going to be there, and exactly. uh, get him thinking twice. Now, that's one thing I did notice yep. about Jackson Carmen too. When he got in, when he got in, obviously he was against the threes, but it was a, I think it was a running play, and I think honestly I think it got called back for some for something. I don't remember what it was, but he actually made it to the second level. Uh, he was already out, you know, in front of them if the run play had worked. You know, and they get up. Yeah, I can't remember what the flag was for, but I mean that those are steps in the right direction direction for Jackson Carmen to be making. You know, that's the stuff he wasn't yep. doing. So, and the thing is, I've said this a million yep. times on my show: offensive linemen develop in different ways. You know, I mean, Michael Jordan, he's a fourth round pick. I mean, we're not talking about you know a, a second or first round pick. You know, fourth round pick. It could take him a little while. It right. could be now. It could be the time where he's been in here long enough where he's finally starting to develop. Because let's be honest, he got thrown in way too early. I mean, he was not ready for for being yeah. a starting guard in the NFL last year or the year before that. And the coaching was, you know, it wasn't very good. So now he's more mature. He's been in the the been around the league. This is his fourth year. He's got a really good coach. Maybe he's going to make the tournament. Maybe we're going to have three guards that we don't know. We're not even talking about Spain. So, you know, yep. it, it could be. It, I, and, I think their lines to be good. And and to piggyback off of that a little bit, um, you know, they say for for your average starting guard, it takes about two years, three years for them to, to acclimate and to get the hang of things. And, I mean, this is going on, on Michael Jordan's third year, and he didn't have, you know, he had – uh, Jim Jim Turner teaching him all the wrong things in those first couple of years. So I mean, I, I'm I'm really excited about about Michael Jordan and the uh, actually the whole button offensive line in general. Well, I, I posted one, something earlier about do what? I was that that's one thing that that I can't remember who said it on my show. That's the reason that they, Michael Jordan got a lot of playing time is because he did exactly what Turner told him to do. And it didn't work. <laughs> That's why he yep. got to play because yep. he really listened to his coaches. So he might listen yep. to his co coaches in detriment to himself. But hopefully, Frank's uh, fixing that now. But go ahead, yep. go ahead, Aaron. What were you going to say? Sorry. Yeah, I was. I was just going to say I posted something on on that uh, deep ball to Jamar Chase where he overthrew him. When when you're looking at Brandon Allen in the pocket, I said he looks like that famous Will Smith you know, clip where Will Smith just standing in the middle, middle of an empty living room. I mean, that was what Brandon Allen had in that pocket. I mean, he had all day on that thing. He could have waited. Yeah, he didn't get he didn't get touched. I mean, like again, we well, I always say we have to take this with a grain of salt. It's still preseason. <laughs> you know, it's still preseason. It doesn't mean it's going to be this good or this bad when the season starts, but it's it's a good sign. I, I think that. it was uh, Jamie Gray had a comment. Uh, uh, offensive line looks better than initially expected, you know, yes. and, and I love to see that because a lot of people. Yep, there we go. A lot of people were were a little worried. They didn't think they did enough. And I, I really put my trust in 
Frank Pollock, especially after talking with some of the uh, uh, insiders around the NFL and everybody was talking about Callahan and, and his legendary status in the NFL. So I'm like, well, what about, what about Frank? Like, you know what? The name might not be in that tier, but mm-hmm. he's right up there as yeah. far as the most respected offensive line coaches in the NFL. I never even knew that. I knew yeah. he did a good job with a lot of injuries in uh, 2018, but I didn't realize that he was held in high regard amongst his peers too. So, you know what? We we trusted him to do do great work, and, and so far this is one of the best changes, one of the, the biggest pickups of the offseason. Forget the draft, forget free agency. Frank Pollock. Oh, Frank, I love you, by man. Far. Yeah, by far. I think Frank Pollock's the Absolutely. biggest. And, and you know Frank's watching right now, so. <laughs> yeah, of course. yeah, of course. All the Bengals watch my show, but I, th- I think Frank Pollock is is the biggest <laughs> acquisition of the offseason. I mean, and I, I agree with you, Cab. I, I mean, I can't remember. Like I said, I listen to a whole bunch of different podcasts, but somebody was saying that Frank Pollock is not in the upper echelon, but he's like right there of as far as you know offensive line coaches go. So I mean, it's we got it. We are oh, yeah. a really good one, and he's he, him and uh, he's putting in the work with Jackson Carmen. Jackson Carmen staying afterwards, like Chris says here. Carmen is putting in the extra work of playing with confidence. Chase is always pu- also putting in the extra work to get better. Now let's get to the big elephant in the room, and that is Jamar Chase. And if you guys have watched my show very much, you know I was Team Chase all the way. And people ask me <laughs> since Friday night, are you worried about Chase? No, I'm not worried about Chase. Um, my excuse, and that's what it is, an excuse. I mean, yeah, he's got to concentrate. He's got to get better. He's got to make the catches. My excuse for him is, he hadn't played football in a year. It's only his second game, you know, from playing in the SEC in 2019 to no football at all to two games. So I saw him on the bridge today. He made a one-handed catch. He's going to be fine. Uh, Tommy, Actually, Tommy Lipskin put it in uh, Day Nation. He's got a couple of videos of Chase making catches. Chase is going to be fine. I, I really – I'm I'm not worried about it. I mean, I, a guy that talented and people have said, oh, we might have another John Ross. I'm like, are you serious? Get out of here with that. Oh, I, I, that's not even in the same realm. <laughs> like, come on. So I don't how do how do you guys feel about Chase? You worried about it or what's up with that? I'm worried about our fan base. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, hey, if any of you need to talk, DM me. I'll give you my number. We'll talk about what's going on in your life because what on earth? It is not that serious. Hi, mini mini arrow. Is that what we're calling it? That, that's mini Mrs. Arrow. <laughs> oh, um, here you go. It's 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 not that serious. Like we we know we knew Chase is a competitor. He is Joe Joe Burrow isn't out there hanging around beta males. I'm sorry <laughs> right. to all the beta males out there. That's not him. He's got the same swagger Burrow's got. Those those two are dudes. And yeah. I knew he's going to fix it. Today he had a great day in practice. You yes. know, like you said, he, he caught that one-hander. Uh, he had a couple other big catches. Uh, ben Baby even gave him some love with the little extra adjective of, of like vice grip, I think. You know, I was like, wow, what a what an <laughs> excellent way to, to, to say it. You know, yeah. put that extra emphasis on. Chase is fine. I'm sorry we didn't draft Sewell. I'm, not. I'm I'm sorry that that someone hurt someone out there in Hootay Nation. 
you know, take a deep breath, relax, try to try to just just let live a little bit, <laughs> enjoy the ride. Like he's going to yep. be catching ten a game, three three touchdowns, and uh, you're going to forget all about a couple of drops in preseason. Exactly. And now one thing I yep. also want to tell you guys I saw uh, from the bridge today is, and I've said this, and 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 Arrow, you said this that you know Chase hasn't gotten that many passes from. Uh, Brandon Allen or anybody else. Well, how they usually do this, they'll do special teams on the main field, and then Burrow goes over and he works on the quarterbacks going to work on different throws or whatever. Well, Chase went over there today with him and had one of the coaches right next to him working on catching stuff with every quarterback. He didn't have to do that. Yep. Normally, they yeah. can just stay on the sidelines and chill out. He went over there and worked extra, even more. So, again, I'm not worried about Chase. He just That guy yeah. is so talented. Oh. A talent like that, you don't worry about. I'll I'll ask when I answer that. Are you worried about Chase? Uh-huh. No, no, we're not no. worried about Chase. No, we're not worried about Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Say nope. There you John go. Wick, Sewell struggling as well. Yeah, you know it's yeah. it's funny. Well, it's not funny. I'm not laughing. You know that's, that's ironic, rude. But you know these guys who took a year off, mm-hmm. they weren't working out with their team. That was the whole right. point of taking a year off. Mm-hmm. All the the COVID protocols they. Chase wasn't out there playing with his QB, you know, just to get extra reps in. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he was doing. He might, he might have just been working out, watching game film. Well, the thing, the, Kat, the, the thing I've said this before, and this is what I was worried about last year with not having any preseason. I said, look, there's a difference from practice and a regular game and preseason. There's a difference if you're not playing. You practice? Get, yeah, talk about all, practice. All practice, man. Why are we talking about practice? Sorry, my Allen Iverson came out at me. But if you if you take a whole year off, the, the way to get good at football is to play football. You know, I mean, I, Dave yep. Lapham said it a million times. You know, the way to get ready for football is to play football. You can do all the drills and all the stuff you want, but if you're not playing, you take a whole year off. It's going to take you a little while to get back. That's just reality. Yep. Yep. Uh, hey, couple. Mm. Uh, it, it's been a couple of years since I played a really good game of football. And the one video that Travion Williams said that that he was going to throw me his first touchdown ball, which I'm like, you don't have to do that. But suddenly I got nervous because I'm like, he's going to throw me this football. I'm going to drop it because it's been <laughs> that long since I, I'm going to be on national television in a, just a goofy, bright orange suit dropping the easiest throw I could ever have for one of my favorite players. I'm like, that's too much. So I, I had to get out there and start practicing. You know, get, get the wife throw me some footballs. Yeah, well, me and Eric hey, are in the same section. We'll, make sure, sure we try to some of that stick them in. Yeah, <laughs> got Got to have some Jerry Rice stick them. <laughs> Otherwise, the Bengals have a Super Bowl win. But I'm well, going to go. I'll, yeah. I'll just say me and Eric. <laughs> we're in the same section as you, so we might we might just run over and steal it from you. We'll try to get the interception. <laughs> no, just kidding. All right. I can see just super super fan dust up just piled you. <laughs> Costumes and fake fur. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> that, would, that would be a, a great YouTube video right there. What in the world is going on with Cincinnati? The super fans are going nuts. <laughs> Batman punch the hotels.com guy. The only one you wouldn't be able to, to punch is the Flash because he's way too fast. We saw him exactly. Saturday night. He was flying in and flying out. He's a dude's quick. But speaking of Saturday night, we had the uh, Orange Arrows uh, fantasy draft party, which, like I said, all the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Foundation. 
Um, Captain, thank you for the drinks, young man. Hope they went down smooth. Oh, they did. Trust me. He's he's still drinking, so of course they are. <laughs> well, uh, Crown, Crown wants to know how how is my fantasy team looking? I, so, Arrow, you were there. You saw <laughs> you saw who I drafted. How do you think my 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 team is going to do? I mean, you win all Bengals, so you're going you know sixteen and zero, right? Exactly. Yes, I went the first pick. I had Joe Burrow. Uh, second pick was uh, Jamar, or uh, excuse me, it was uh, Joe Mixon. Uh, then I think I got T Higgins, and I I took some other wide receiver. Because I couldn't get Chase. I wanted to get Chase. I couldn't get him. Uh, and I also took Ooh, Uzama, which, by the way, I have said that to Uzama as he's walked out for practice. And I told myself, try and get everybody to do that when you make a catch or a touchdown or something. He says, I love it. He's like, go for it. So there we go. We got to get it started. Yeah, we got we, I have approval from from uh, CJ Ooh, Uzama. But Big Daddy Bayou does not like Big Daddy Bayou. He, he, I told him. I told Tyler Show, I said, hey, you know what Bengals fans are trying, uh, trying to get you a nickname for? He's like, no, what? I said, Big Daddy Bayou. He goes, I'm Dragon. <laughs> I said, okay, <laughs> don't go Dragon. I said, oh, God, I don't really want to argue with him. <laughs> so, Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah you, if he wants to be called Dragon, you call him Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Let's get in the chat here. Uh, Jamie says, uh, Chase will be fine. We just need to enjoy the ride right now because once he goes off, he won't be stopped. Don't forget we have TBT Tate. We're good. I agree with her. Loaded. Loaded. And that's another thing, too, that absolutely bugged the crap out of me. It just happened I, It just happened today or yesterday. In the interview with um, with Zach Taylor, he, he said something, or I think it was Jay or, or somebody asked him about, um, do you think that you'll use some of these other guys to – Sorry about that, guys. We got a we got a sick sick one that's at the doctor right now, so I'm on babysitting duty. But that's all but right. um, good. Zach Taylor said something, or they asked him along the lines of, um, "Do you think they'll use Tate and T and Trent Irwin and all those guys? You know, to she's she's playing music. You know, she's trying to to mess me up, and it, it's working. It's working. She's doing but, a great uh, job of it." <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if you saw the mine. interview. I don't know if you saw the interview or not, but it was basically asking, is Tate going to take snaps? And then, you know, coach said the most coach speak thing ever. You know, we've both got a bunch of great receivers and they'll be fine. You know, more or less, that's what, that's what he said. And then everybody just took it and ran with it. And now you're seeing people in fantasy saying Tate's going to steal targets away from chase and this and that. And I'm like, guys settle down. It's just, it's killing me. Well, I saw I, actually somebody again on the bridge. Somebody asked me on the bridge. They're like, um, so do you think, uh, uh, Tate's going to start over chase? I'm like, no, <laughs> like, but Tate's making some great plays. I said, yeah, he is. I, I agree. He's a great – he's the best, I think, fourth wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, he made a hell of a yep. catch the other night. But Chase is too athletic, too talented. I mean, not. I think Tate is going to get the ball. It's not going to be like last yep. year where he didn't he, he didn't play the first couple games. He's the number four wide receiver, I think. I mean, I think that's that's locked in. So he's going to get playing yep. time. And it's not going to – like I said, it's not going to be like last year. But these people were like, well, I would start Tate. You're not – 
Chase is the number five pick overall. That dude's starting. It's just a fact. Yeah. And he'll and, he'll and Tay is oh yeah. And Tay is fantastic in the role he's going to play for us. I mean there I have nothing bad to say. Is he a little slower? Yeah, but he has got the contested catch ability to overcome that stuff. And I said it I said I think on, on um Tiger's talk last night, I commented on something and I said, you know, I think Tate will be a n- number one or a number two on about 15 other NFL teams next year. Like he'd had the chance for that. And I hate to see him go, but I definitely think that's a possibility. Yep. Yeah, he's going to be tough to keep because, I mean, there are some Super Bowl teams that he could be a number three on, number two on uh, without oh, yeah. And I'll tell you. You I'll think Bill Belichick wouldn't love to have a guy like that? Right. If, if we lose him, uh, I'm going to be a fan, you know, because, hey, the, these players are good dudes. You know, I want to support them in their careers. You know, Travion's one of those guys that's like you, you come on board when, when there's a particular room that's just packed with talent. And mm-hmm. even if you should have been, Rex Chapman is one of those things. Uh, you know, the, the, the players loved him. Uh, a lot of the coaches loved him. Marvin Lewis would not bump him up that depth chart and mm-hmm. lo and yeah. behold now he he helps uh you know new england win a uh win a ring so it it happens yeah. uh it takes that dude tate will get his catches because he is going to be the option that burrow needs to go to because mm-hmm. he knows tate's gonna uh, come down with the ball well just like so, the, just like the one he took yeah. made friday night that was an unbelievable catch and facebook user here says tate has a catch radius of trees and runs like one which is why he's we call him Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> that would you be, know, I mean, I, if he could, I mean, dude, if he did run faster, shh, dude, we, he, he, we wouldn't have drafted Chase. I mean, yeah, yeah. we, we wouldn't. That, that's the one thing that's holding him back. But he can make catches. I mean, he makes athletic, acrobatic catches all the time, and he ain't scared to go over the middle, and he ain't scared to go up and get it either. Yeah, and and speaking on on what captain what captain said. Um, just a little bit ago, I still cheer for Marvin Jones. I still, I mean, Mahomes Sanu caught a touchdown from Trey Lance last night, and I went absolutely nuts. I love seeing those guys still out there balling. So when when it takes time to shine, and if he goes elsewhere, if if he stays awesome, I love it. I can't wait. But I I definitely see his his uh playability. Um, helping another team ne- next year oh, yeah. for sure. Well, I mean, the thing is, unfortunately, as talented as the Bengals are, we're not going to be able to keep everybody. But I mean, but the thing is, right. we have most of our offense signed. I mean, they're all, all the young guys except for Tate. And then you got Reef, which he's not a young guy, but I mean, you got to sign him or you got to try to get in our tackle next year. But other than that, pretty much everybody signed for the next couple of years. So I, that's why I, that's why I keep saying the Bengals window to win. If some people say it starts next year, I'm like, no, no, it starts now. <laughs> like, start now. Mm-hmm. Don't wait till next year. Now. That's why why we wait till next year. Go try to win now. Yeah. And that's why if they go on a run, if they win like two, three games, you know, let's say three out of the four to open the season, mm-hmm. it's over for everybody else. I guarantee it. Because the, the one thing mm-hmm. missing is that that consistent winning mentality, Get over understanding when you know things are down and when mistakes are the highest fourth quarter and you've got to 
run a play perfectly. You've got to execute. You've got to make that big hit. They might not have been there. That's why they've, they've lost some of these close games. You get them on a roll, mm-hmm. then they're going to learn quick, and then yep. it's over. They're going to they're they run off get, the string. Get over that hump. Get over yep. that because that's where we bad memories. But last year, very first game of the year against, against the Chargers, we should have won that game. Yeah. You know? I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, either you, you, they don't call the PI on 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 AJ Green or Bullock doesn't miss the field goal, or or a couple other plays here or there. I mean, that's that's basically what it is. The most of the games the Bengals have lost last year and the year before that. You, you say that too. It's a couple a play here, play there. You got to figure out how to win, how to get over that hump, how you know how to make the play at the right time to to keep a drive going. And that's yeah. where once the Bengals figure that out, sky's the limit. To be yeah. honest, I, I really do. Absolutely. Yep. And that's that's another thing too that you know, everybody dogs on Zach Taylor and you know, for his play calling and this and that. And it's like you had a rookie quarterback out there, final two minutes or two and a half minutes, whatever it was, in his first game starting ever, and he takes the ball all the way down the field and almost scores a touchdown. I mean, how how in the world can you dog a coach for doing stuff like that? And then you got the Philly game, and and T had said something about it today. You know, he was they were literally a catch away from winning that ball game, and it's just stuff like that. You can't blame the coach for for stuff like that. I think Zach Taylor's done a a great job with with what he's had and what he's you know the he's kind of kind of been coaching with one arm tied tied behind his back. You know, he had uh, they say some division in the locker room. I think we can tell now that the players that, that weren't bought in are no longer there. I, I love the guys, but, you know, it, it's definitely – you can definitely tell that the players that are bought in and the players that weren't. But I'm I'm excited to see what they do this, this season. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're all bought in because every single one of them showed up to minicamp. <laughs> that yep. tells you right there. And and look, look, I'm I'm gonna be happy to do this, but I'm not doing it yet. We we'll have to wait till the first game of the year. But I'll be happy to call Lou by his real name. I'm not call Armadillo anymore. I thought I'm you were gonna do it on this show, man. No, no, no yeah, I got to it's got to go into the actual the season, man. We got to see what happens there. But uh, I, I I think, like I said, I think our defense. I mean, Joseph Osai losing him, I think is gonna be a big loss. That's why I'm hoping Darius Hodges can step up or Sample or somebody, because uh, you know I was counting on him a lot. Um, and at least I hope he'll come back soon. So that that part actually, wor- I said, Joseph size injury worries me more than anything else on the team right now. What we're, what we're going to do for that that pass rush? Because I love Hubbard, but he's not. He's a great player. He's more of a run guy. He's not a guy that gets that much pressure on the quarterback. You know. So that's where I was hoping Osai could do that, and maybe Sample. Hopefully Hodges can do it. And that, that's that's the thing that's worrying me the most, guys. What what going into like what, one game away from? the regular season starting. Where's your guys' heads at? What's the thing you're worried about? What's the thing you're most confident about? What do you think, Errol? Honestly, I mean, I'm not worried at all. I, 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 I know I sound biased. I know I sound, you know, like you always say, orange-colored sunglasses and all that, but I'm not, oh, yeah. I'm not worried at all. I'm really yeah. not. I mean, these guys are going out there, you know, they got, like, I just picked up this shirt from from Paul Brown Stadium on Saturday. You know, they're they're going out there, they're working every single day. 
They're sweating their ass off in the freaking 90 degree heat. And they're still going out there and they're still pumping that iron and, and doing everything that they got to do to because they know how good this team is. So I, I'm not worried at all. All right. Hold on, Cap. Let me read this real quick. Uh, Facebook user says, anyone else think Burrow needs to take a shot against the Dolphins, bounce up, and and get up? That's what he's worried about or she's worried about. I'll take a shot for it. Not that that, that kind of shot, Cap. We'll be doing that that Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know if he needs to take a shot, but I want to see him at least get a couple plays. Anyway, go ahead. What's your uh, biggest worry and what are you not worried about there, Cap? Man, he he said it. You know, if, if I if I had to worry about anything, it really it's just injuries. Mm-hmm. Like, what in the hell is no. going on with our luck? And I don't tell me about anybody on the team. We have been through a couple iterations of staff members. You know, as far as who's who's healthy, who's rehabbing, who you know, whatever doctor. Willie Anderson has, has told some absolutely hilarious and, and scary, terrifying. Oh my God. I can't believe we let that happen about uh, Dr. Death. Um, <laughs> right. You know, we've heard all of that. That's long, long gone. Right. Um, yeah. You know, there, there are things that you can do conditioning wise uh, to help prevent hamstring injuries and things like that. But, you know, torn meniscus, uh, torn pec, you know, some of this stuff is just freakish. And if you look yeah. at the data, uh, football outsider, football outsiders has the data for every year, and uh, there's a lot of randomness. You know, if anything, as far as injuries, we had a little bit of a, a, a bad luck run because of the type of players that we were drafting. We we were taking a flyer on a guy like John Ross with the history, and that history continued through the NFL. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we can't even really be upset about that because we knew what we were getting into. Um. But, it, yeah, if we get hit hard uh, injuries again, it's going to be a rough season. I mean, teams that get hit the hardest do not win games. I think the only time that I've ever seen a team achieve success was the uh, the Packers the year they – yeah, Woody Harrelson in that uh, football <laughs> yeah. table. Yeah, exactly. Um, he, he cursed them. <laughs> when, when the Packers beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl, I think mm-hmm. – they were just wiped out. But even then, they had Aaron Rodgers. At least right. they didn't lose their quarterback. So, right. you know, it, it depends. If we stay healthy, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're a playoff team. We're winning 10 games, no problem. Uh, what I'm looking forward to is I want redemption stories. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want Zach to prove that, that he's the guy. I, I have thought from day one the dude is intelligent. He knows football. He's got great plans for the offense. I think he's shown that. It's just sometimes luck happens. Sometimes the, the chips don't fall, you know, where, where they should. He's helped out Burrow a ton, incorporating stuff that he liked at LSU. Uh, I, I've heard other coaches not doing that. So he, he's, he's trying to make, the, make it a true team where everybody's got that input. You know, redemption story for the offensive line. You know, Michael Jordan – Holy cow. Hey, after hearing about some of the, the, the blocking issues that he had, that he, he was repeating, and how, how the coaching at the time didn't necessarily help him stop that habit. To, he was to doing what they told him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They were, they, they were doing exactly what he told him. And, and right. 
doing anything bad, there was no penalty for, Mm -hmm. you know, because he was a Turner guy. That's not his fault. I'm like, of course, you're, you're getting paid to do a job. I'm going to be the guy too. You better believe it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, to see him blossom, you know, even Billy Price looking Mm -hmm. good, but the, the offensive line as a whole, Stop with the jokes like, oh, you should have taken Sewell. We can make everybody eat their words and say, no, we already had it. We told you. We told mm-hmm. you in the off season we had it under control. Now sit down and shut. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> breathe out. Breathe out. <laughs> breathe. Same thing, same thing with the defensive line. You know, we didn't get right. pressure. We had the talent even when we had the help. We lost a lot of guys, but when we had them in place, they just weren't generating pressure. And it killed me. Why? And uh, other people said it. I thought it too. But like, well, maybe it's the coach. Maybe it's the defensive line coach. And I used to see Nick working with uh, Carlos Dunlap, uh, you know, warm-ups. And I, again, you know, the, the trenches I'm, I'm weak at, probably because I'm, I'm built more like a, a point guard than I am a, you know, <laughs> trench guy. But, uh, you know, the, the, the hand motions Nick was teaching – there was a lot of wasted movement. I mean, we're coming from clear out to swipe away, and I'm thinking you're going to get a, a big mitt right square in the chest if you try to pull that. Right. Now, these guys are professionals, so I'm like, of course you know that, but for whatever reason, they didn't generate pressure. Suddenly now, we got pressure. So redemption stories all around. That's what I'm most looking forward to, finally shutting all the haters up Oh, and be awesome. being back to, hey, the media's oh. going to jump on the bandwagon. Yep. Fine. I, I'm well, here for it. I'm going to remember their their negativity. Yeah. Don't don't you remember when, when we're going to five straight playoffs? We were one of the model model uh, uh, teams. Dan Orlovsky just talked about that today. Who, Who did? Dan Orlovsky. He he said something about that that today. They were talking back and forth whether you thought Burrow could save Cincinnati and the Bengals, and and Dan was like. Dude, he said they're not very far from removed from a twelve win season. I mean Exactly. It, and then you, know, you had Sam, the other guy over there just spitting his trash. I don't even know what he said, but Sam Lacho, I'm so disappointed. Again, once again, it's a lazy, ignorant take, and people confuse the word ignorant. It is it is lack of knowledge about a subject. He is ignorant yep. on the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, yeah, we are. It, it, it's the same leadership with more involvement from from some of the other people, more female involvement, which I'm excited about. I'm proud to, to, to oh, call yeah. Bengals my team because of that. Um, but but overall, we've got the same strategy of mostly building in the draft. Mm-hmm. We've dipped our toes more lately in free agency. We're trying to make more splashes, you know, elsewhere, spending some money. But you know. They assembled a team that could have won the, the Super Bowl in 2015. Mm-hmm. They did it in yep. 2005. Mm-hmm. We don't have players suing the team, uh, you know, trying to get them to work through injury or, or whatever the problem was in Jacksonville. We don't right. have all the sexual harassment and drama in, in Washington. Yep. All of these other places, you know, heck, even Dallas, your players were revolting. You know, where we might have had one or two powerful voices with friends who could carry on and amplify that story way bigger than it seems like it actually was. But that was a big deal with Cincinnati. We stayed under the radar. We've done the right things. 
we've got a great coach. We've got good character guys. We've, we've got team captains all over the place. You know, this is a good team. Sam Ocho is just dead wrong, and he showed that he has no clue what's going on in Cincinnati. Uh, Wait. We don't need to Here you go. Here you go. What? This just took a turn. What was that? My daughter's handing me toys and stuff, so I just figured I'd integrate them into the show, you know. Uh, show's going going off the rails already. Yeah. I got to get this comment up here real quick because uh, I, I agree with John Wicker. He said, Cheetah Bay is looking like a number one corner. And that was one of the things that, you know, the, the upside of him coming into to the Bengals was that he had a lot more there than he's able to show in, in Dallas, you know, either with the injuries or the scheme of Dallas or whatever. But just in general, I think our secondary is actually a lot better, oh, yeah. I mean, than it oh, was yeah. last year. I mean, I – and, and I kind of agree with what you're saying. Is, and I say this all the time on my show. The narrative out there that we're a bad organization and we've never won anything. Go ahead. Tell me how many teams in their history have went to two Super Bowls. There's not a ton of them that went to two, two Super Bowls. We went to two of them. Yes, we lost them both. But we went to two Super Bowls. We went to five straight playoffs. I mean, we've had winning seasons, you know. And we're about to start another one. And I, I just really – the, the whole thing with the offensive line and everything, like you said, it they have to pay attention to what's actually going on and not just go, eh, the Bengals didn't draft Sewell. The offensive line's going to be terrible. They're going to get Joe Burrow killed. <laughs> I mean, I hear this all the time. I'm like, and I, like I said, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys, I do TikTok. I do silly TikTok videos on there. And I did one with the Jamar Chase catching the pass and and and, and Joe Williams blowing the, uh, the Buccaneers defender down, knocking him down. And I said – uh, AFC North, you should be scared. Jamar Chase is here, or something like that. And one Browns fan, I'm not kidding, went freaking off on me and like almost wanted to fight me. And I go, dude, it's TikTok, it's a video. You must really be scared because I didn't say anything, <laughs> I just put the video out there. So they're already freaking out, you know. They know what's building here in Cincinnati. AFC North teams, the fans know what's building here in Cincinnati. The national media, they're about to find out, I think, though. Yep. Agreed. But you know what? We, we can't, we can never count on them. Well, uh, Andrew Whitworth, uh, y- wife went to a, uh, a football one-on-one event and Andrew spoke and uh, you know, somebody asked about the media, you know, what, the, what they thought about the love the team was getting. And Andrew basically paraphrasing, he said, I, I don't trust the media, you know, right now they're giving us love, but where were they before when we mm-hmm. were still a good team and you, you might've lost one, you know, right. all, all it takes is, a loss or two and suddenly they're off the bandwagon. So, I'm, you know, I don't trust them. I don't have anything to do with the media. Like, absolutely. Amen. Now yep. we've gotten some good coverage. I love good morning football. Yes. That entire mm-hmm. crew. Yes. Just, God, I want to bring them home and just squeeze them. <laughs> um, even the, the, the local media, I feel like I, the, the snark has stopped. Uh-huh. I don't see the, the little crappy jokes. That, that get on our nerves, it's just reporting. Mm-hmm. You know, may, a bad play or a bad day, it's a bad play or a bad day. But no, not that extra level, just to needle us until one right. of them goes postal. Not that we would do that, but, <laughs> you know, we're, we're tired of it. You know, give us the same respect 
as any other team. And don't tell me start winning because we five years of great success and we deserved it then. Mm-hmm. And even then, even yep. at that point in 2015, we've got the Steelers running their mouths, uh, making little idle threats and everything else, complaining to the, to the officials and pulling hair. And we <laughs> get talked to before the wild card game as if we're the problem. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the officiating is very one sided, as I expected once I heard that we got talked to. Right. Like, oh, yeah, th- this is setting up to be a, a good. And mm-hmm. then the NFL media basically made us out to be the bad guys after, you know, head hunting, hair pulling, you know, taunting on the field, all that mess. Okay, no. Curse no. in the middle of the field. Yeah. I can't trust national media. I appreciate all of our local people taking taking good care of us right now. Uh, we're going to have to win on our own. It's it it's a cliche, but it's Cincinnati against the world, and I'm here for it. Amen. Absolutely. Amen that. That's my next shirt. For it what's there we what's go. that? You're going to make that shirt? No, Paul Brown Stadium, they got those shirts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. All right, guys, it's almost 630. I appreciate you guys coming on. And Cap, Arrow, we're going to actually see each other, like, in person on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Bring in for the real thing. It's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait until Sunday. We're going to be in Section 158 in the Tigers' Den. I still keep trying to throw that out there, see if anybody wants to make a sign, but I kind of like it. Anyway, guys, hey, real quick, tell everybody where to follow you at and everything, and then I'll, I'll let you get, get, on, get on out of here. You can follow me, Bengals Captain, on Twitter, Instagram, OnlyFans, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Captain. You still have your content. I've been checking, you know. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, you can. Uh, Eric, where, where can they find you at now? You can find me at Twitter, um, Facebook, Derek Davis. I'm, over, I'm just regular Derek Davis over there. I, I, I haven't created an account on, on Facebook yet, but. Um, YouTube. I got a YouTube show. It's all about fantasy football, all about basically the uh, Orange Era Fantasy League. I got two shows a week. One show, I'm, I'll be talking about the league and, and teams and, and players and stuff like that. And then another show, I got my Orange Era Locks of the Week. It's kind of betting advice. Um, I went three or four week one of the preseason. I went three or four week two of the preseason. I'm hope, Hopefully, I can keep, keep going and keep winning money on that show. I did. I did a sneak sneak attack on, on Cap. Yeah, oh, luckily I wasn't like taking my clothes off. <laughs> I think he was trying to catch some OnlyFans footage. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard about that going bad on Zoom meetings and stuff. It almost went bad. <laughs> I saw I was backstage. I went straight to my 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 phone. <laughs> All right, guys. I had the best with you, Cap. All right, thanks guys for coming on. We'll see you Sunday. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Take it easy. All right, brother. Who day? Who day? All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I'm gonna, I can't wait till Sunday. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be there in section 158 in Tiger Den, having some fun, watching the Bengals, probably watching Joe Burrow at least play one series, maybe. We'll see. But uh, that brings me to the Facebook groups. Well, it's only really one Facebook group unless everybody shared it. But I'm going live today in Who Day Nation. So, 
What's up, Houdet Nation? Appreciate you guys. And hopefully uh, somebody shared this out to the other, other groups that usually let me live stream on them. But I'll give them a shout out anyway. Um, Houdet Nation, Bengals Nation, Bengals Houdet Nation, Cincinnati Bengals, the jungle, Bearcat Country, the Ohio State Bucknuts, Cincinnati Reds, riding third, heading for home, the Ice Bar. And you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. Like I said, Browns fans are coming after you. Trust me, I'm going to keep making more videos and putting them up on TikTok just to take them off. This is kind of fun. And if they're getting that upset about it, you know they're worried about something. So I'll be pulling off the sound later on tonight, putting on the podcast. So if you missed any of it and you just don't want to watch us, you want to listen to it for an hour, go uh, check it out on Spotify, BeanPod, Apple iTunes, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. And my originals, my YouTube family, I love you guys. I'm at to, up to 1,314 subscribers. You guys are awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. And other than that, as my boy, who it's his birthday today, Jeremy Dimebag D's Nuts. He's 875 years old today. And hopefully one of these days he'll actually come back on the show. But happy birthday to you, buddy. And like I said, the Bengals season is about to start. And you haven't been on the show. You need to come on. But as he would say is remember one thing and one thing only. And that is you don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. So act like it. Who day? I say let's go Reds without playing tonight. But let's go Bengals. Let's go Bearcats. Let's go Cincinnati. It's going to be fun. And other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya! Bingo bottle, never stop it till the 
daddy, we gon' rise and die.